What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast, or as we like to call it, the PB&J. Week one has came and gone, and there's a lot of games that we're going to talk about. There was some very fun football to watch. There was Both of us went to football games this past weekend, so we've got a lot of things to talk about there. Of course, week two is coming up tomorrow night. We've got a game. Uh, Friday night, there's games. Football's here. High school football's here. NFL starts tomorrow night. Several things going on. Plenty to talk about tonight. So let's just jump on in it. And with that, I'd like to bring in my co-host. So welcome in, Cody Kirk. What's up, Clayton Dodd? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Just uh, ready for the big weekend. And uh, I think it's going to be the most... Uh, one of the most epic weekends in Tuscaloosa history. So, it's just going to that out. Uh, and the weather looks like it's going to be great. I think the high is like 88, and the game starts at 6 o'clock, so I'm pumped. Are you going? I will be there. I'm going to be there with my wife oh. and, and boys. Oh, and the boys. Okay. And then, and it's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a blast. Well, they're going to have to stay this one. They can't. They can't be leaving early now. <laughs> they have to stay for four. We're going to try our best. I uh, actually, they came in today. I ordered some headsets for them to kind of cancel out the noise because I know it's going to be loud, and I know that's going to be the number one thing is them trying to, you know, kind of get nervous over that. But it's you can't ask for better situation. I mean, honestly, I'm pumped about it. I think it's a great idea or a great time, great weather. It's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. It's going to be it's going to be fun, man. Yes, sir, it is. I mean, I think every show in America is going to be there. You've obviously got Game Day. You've got Barstool. You've got Josh Pate. Uh, I mean, you've you've just got everybody and their and their brothers going to be there with their shows. So yeah. it's really fun. Yeah, it should be a good time. I'll tell you who didn't have a good time this past weekend. I got a story to read to you. I don't know if you've seen this or not. It kind of came out today. Just a few hours ago. So let me read this, these, uh, these quotes to you, okay? Okay. We're fine, knock on wood. We had one guy get his ear ripped off. They sewed it back on, and now they say he has a concussion. So <laughs> he's out, but I think he's fine. Okay. That Is was that- a direct quote from the Portland State head coach about one of his players who lost half his ear last week against uh, Oregon. Oregon. And they in that eighty-one to seven loss. Now <laughs> he goes on to clarify. He says it's not the entire ear, just partial detachment. I think it was from when he got his helmet knocked off, and I think his ear didn't come out of his helmet. Oh my god! I'm gonna tell you right now, I physically hurt when I read this for the first time. I honestly, I thought it was a Brian Kelly quote. <laughs> it, it's nuts, man. <laughs> I, I love the part where it's like. I think he's fine. They say he's got a concussion now, but I think he's fine. Yeah, just lost an ear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say about it, honestly. That was just – I had to read that. I had to go over it because I don't know if we'll ever see another, you know, a situation like that again. I hope not. I hope not. I hope for everyone in the future's sake I, that they I never hate, have that. I, I hate to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't. He didn't hear it. <laughs> he didn't hear it. It's fine. He's okay now. Oh, He's man. fine. He just had a concussion and lost both ears. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You know, I mean, you... honestly, that's the least of his worries, getting me 81 to 7. No, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Cody, that would have definitely been the top of my worries <laughs> if I had lost my ear. <laughs> I, I don't know what you say at halftime with that one. Uh, it really don't matter. Whatever you say, they're not going to know what happened, so. There, he, wouldn't have, there. he wouldn't have heard the halftime speaking. Anyway. Yeah. You know, Vander Holyfield and him have something in common now. So mm-hmm. it's uh, Oregon's Mike Tyson. It's just crazy. I've never, never thought about it. You know, they make you set out of play if you lose your helmet, right? They make you go to the sideline for at least one play. I'm pretty sure he volunteered. Or should I say volunteered? Volunteered. <laughs> 
we're getting out of hand and it's we've been doing this for five minutes it's it's off the rails would you have it any other way because i wouldn't i would not so let's talk about week one so last week we had some really good games we had some big upsets we had some really i i will say that the two games that were played on the Sunday or excuse me, Sunday night primetime and then Monday night were probably the most shocking, I think, in a lot of ways. I, I think the TCU Colorado game to me was still the most shocking. See, I don't. And the reason I don't is because I don't think I, you know, usually after week one, you have a lot of overreaction, right? You have teams that look bad that are not that bad. You have teams that look really good that are not that good. And that game is going, I feel like, is going to be a perfect example of that. Why? Because Colorado is not that good. I'm sorry, but 510 yards of like, what, 525 from one player is not really a balanced deal. They're, somebody's going to shut him down. Well, and Travis Hunter is not going to play 130 plays. You, you just can't. And, by, and then you've got a team in TCU that won. I think they lost by what? I think Georgia just scored again from the national championship. Then they lose a lot of players on that team. They brought back like six total. I'm talking about six scholarship players. And that team was not the same team they even had last year who lost by 60 in the national championship. Yes, they made it there. Absolutely. I give them that. But that is not a that is not on the same level as if Colorado would have beat Georgia or Alabama or anyone in the you know Notre Dame even that loses in the first round no matter what it it's not the same it's and I think you're going to see that a lot and I'm not saying they're going to think Nebraska I, th- I think Nebraska is going to give them everything they want and they may even win so Nebraska's got the Matt Rule and. I'm sorry, but I still – I think that post game, and I won't go on a big tangent on this, Cody, I promise, but that post game from Dion was absolute trash. And um, I think that he's a flash right now. He may, he may completely prove me wrong. He may do it. Go for it. But Matt Rule, I will take Matt Rule any day over Deion Sanders. And you, you're telling me a team that lost by three last week to a game where they were um, – they were not, you know, I think they were nine-point underdogs. They lost by three. They're not that bad. They're going to play better this week. Then you, you take a team that overplayed. Well, they're going to be exhausted. I mean, they have no depth. I will take Nebraska in the points no matter what. Yeah, I think I think everybody's putting every, everything on Colorado right now, and I think the opposite's going to Let them hammer. Let them hammer that line as far as they can before kickoff, and I'll take every single point they give me. You won't even need them, will you? Oh, no, we'll probably still need them, but I'm I'm not going to take the money line. I will be taking the points. Take but the point. I just don't believe in Colorado. I think everybody has overhyped them. I'm sorry, but those two kids do not deserve to be in the Heisman race because of one football game. They don't. There's an overreaction. Overreaction. <laughs> so outside of that one, you know, we've we had some games where teams really didn't show up like I thought they were. I thought Ohio State would take care of Indiana. They usually do. They only won by twenty, and Indiana's not a good team. Um, then we've got, you know, Penn State looked good at home. Uh, West Virginia's in trouble. I like Neil Brown. He's not getting it going. He's he won't be there long. Clay, who was your national championship pick? I can't remember. Well, let me just see. I got a, I got the paper right here, and I had Texas. You had Texas as your national championship. I think you, they they played somebody this week though. Maybe you still feel confident in that pick. I mean, it's still early in the season. Like I said, week one is. Let me tell you, Rice is not that bad. I was thing. just glad you didn't pick LSU. Yeah, so. it, right. LSU. I did not take them. However, I did take them to make it to the SEC. Okay. Uh, FSU is not an SEC team, so, you know, it could still happen. This ain't Major League Baseball. It happened. I just um, – that that team the other night had a lot of quit in them. Oh, yeah. They've got a lot of things to figure out. They laid down sure. fourth quarter. They did. 
they got a lot of things to figure out. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I did take FSU to win the ACC, though. Yep, I think I did, too. You did? Um, I took Utah to win the Pac-12. They looked good the other day. Who did I take in that one? USC. Uh, USC. I, I, you know, that Utah pick was the longest – what was that? The longest first play from scrimmage in, for the first play of Division One college football in history. Wow. 70 yards, first play. Um, let's see. Wisconsin still hadn't lost a Big Ten game yet. I think they've got a little uh, match coming up this weekend that's going to be a little tough. Nah, man, we got it. I got this. I got this. Let's see. Um, Washington thumped Boise State. Never thought I would say that, but that's happened. Rice is a team – by the way, this is pretty neat. I heard this the other day. It kind of blew my mind. There, somebody had already broke down every play of that Texas and Rice game. Mm-hmm. This is incredible on a defensive coordinator level, in my opinion. They did not run the same coverage twice the entire game out of the same formation. I don't even know how that's possible. Rice didn't? Rice. That's okay. hard to prepare for. I'll say that. You know, that quick, it was 37 to 10. Quinn Ewers was 0 for 6 on any pass more than 20 yards. But I will say, if you literally did not see the same coverage twice, that's pretty tough. I'll give it to them. They, Rice was prepared for that game. Still lost by 27, so I think that shows a little more about Texas than it does Rice, but still, that's that's not bad. Not bad. I mean, And also, they had JT Daniels. I only put up 10, but, you know, he's on his tour of – the NCAA, and he's at Rice this year, in case you didn't know that. I knew that. Uh, Tennessee looked good. Tennessee took care of a bad Virginia team. I knocked them off my survivor pool list week one, so I'm done with them. Uh, let's see here. Oregon, I think they're, uh, the Duck did several push-ups because they do the entire score each time they score, which is crazy to me. So, like, the final touchdown, he had to do 81 push-ups. No, thank right you. At, that, that's a lot of push. I think it was over 500. My 10. I think it was over 500 that they had to do for the duck. That's a lot. That's a, They should just do six each time. Well, I mean, that would make more sense. I feel like you would get it done a little quicker than doing 81, but whatever. I mean, plus doing that in a – not that the duck's not real. I didn't, I'm not saying that, but – Birds aren't real. Birds, so, are, birds are not real. That is a fact. So that would make more sense. Um, Arkansas State, Butch Jones, man, not getting it done. Uh, 73 to nothing to an Oklahoma team that honestly still has uh, Dylan Gabriel, uh, if I could talk. But still, that's that's a lot of points. North Carolina didn't look bad. They, they, their defensive front looked a lot better than I thought it would. Really good stat from them, which is also impressive, is – Mac Brown becomes the first coach in FBS history to ever win a hundred plus games at two different schools. That's that's Not bad. impressive. Not bad. Um, Ole Miss, as Matt Mitchell said the other day online, um, I think they heard them calling for mercy and thought it was Mercer. Seventy-three to seven. Uh, not bad there. Texas A and M. In case some of you didn't know. They do have Petrino calling plays. Not sure how long that'll last. But 52-10, not a bad start. Let's see here. I will put up 24 points. By the way, I've got a really cool stat on them. And I will contribute this. Or contribute. My God. I can't talk. This is bad. The the stat that I'm going to give is about their offensive coordinator, which is Kurt Ferentz's son, who also played at Iowa. This is a pretty cool stat right here. He signed a contract to where he will get what is it, an extra a bonus of a hundred thousand dollars if they can average more than twenty five points a game. So far, he's not getting it. He's not hitting that that mark yet. But um, twenty five points—that's not a lot these days. That's less than four touchdowns, guys. Less than four. I mean, you 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 only have to hit one extra point to tie that. At least get 25. Um, of course, we mentioned on Sunday, uh, Florida State takes care of business against LSU. Oregon State takes 
handles San Jose State 42-17. to 17. I will say this. Oregon State has got a DJ musical instrument as their quarterback. And, you know, he leaves Clemson. Does it say more that he is projected to be like a first-round pick about Oregon State or the lack of Dabo La- has lost it? Dabo has completely lost touch with with NIL, the transfer portal, that's going to end up being his detriment. I mean, they were so – I mean, I, I'm about to say this. They were outmatched against Duke, and it was obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. They were so slow on offense. They have Shipley, and that's basically it. Klubnik is not that dude. Yeah. No, and I'm – I think uh, Garrett Riley may just be name only. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree 100%. I, I just it, – it, something's going on up there, and um, it's not good. They better get a hold of it really quick, really quick. And I, and Florida State's completely got a hold of this conference now. Yeah. Florida State has taken off. It's – And what's crazy is something. Clemson literally won the, the ACC last year. But it, it just feels like it's different. It feels yeah. like Florida State is back. I mean, Coleman is uh, – now, Coleman is somebody that, from one game, should be in the Heisman candidacy. You think I mean, so? I mean, four, four touchdowns against LSU, that's more impressive than – than. Uh, I mean, I, I just think it was a really, really good performance for him. He looked unstoppable. He also – we saw him play last year, and so he has – I don't want to say that it carries over because I know it doesn't. It's not supposed to. But at least we know that he is a good enough player to do it weekly and can get better, if that makes sense. Yeah, where one of them coming out of the transfer portal. Right. Everybody, when he put that name in there, I mean, he he probably had 40 colleges calling him right then because they've seen the tape. Everybody's seen it. He's a star. Yeah. It's definitely – it's something to pay attention to because it's it's one of those things where right now, I mean, I just I don't know who's going to get the Heisman, but I'm just this overreaction this year feels so much. It's always bad. I mean, it's it's a thing, but it feels like it's so much more just because of one football game that, like I said, went on with a team that wasn't. It, it's a complete rebuild, and they up sure they upset them, whatever. I don't think this is going to last. And when Colorado is, you know, going in the final game of the season and they're trying to get their third win, man, so many people are just going to be – I could be totally wrong, but whatever. I, I just – I don't see it. Um, had a lot of upsets from teams this past weekend that were, I guess, let me say, like mid-major conferences, If you know, the group of five. Yeah. Beating teams not – juggernauts, but for instance, Fresno State beats Purdue. Okay. Jeff Tepper takes care of business against Purdue. Um Baylor lost to Texas State. Who saw that? You know, um let's see, who else we got? Boston College lost to NIU uh or, or NIL, the uh Northern Illinois. And man, I'm yeah, NIU, NIU, Northern Illinois University. One of those, the Wolfpack, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you see some of that? It was just, it was, didn't even make highlights because all they could show is Colorado. But there was a lot of good football this past weekend. Yeah, there was, but I'll be honest, it was one of the uh, the least sexy week ones in a long time. Sure, I mean there wasn't a ton of you know um, premier matchups and everything, but. Hey, I got to go. We actually went up and seen. Uh, we watched UNA and Chattanooga. I know nobody else in the listening to this probably thinks that's a great game. That was one of the best football games I've ever been to. Just competitive, both teams. Man, it was back and forth. Just a lot of fun to watch. UKC won, correct? Uh, UNA won. Oh, they did. Okay. Oh yeah, it, Chattanooga was a twenty-point favorite. Wow. And UNA come out, won the coin toss, That's took right. the ball, and scored three touchdowns. 
Going into the fourth quarter, don't quote me on this, but I think it was roughly 27-21 Chattanooga. And then UNA broke off three more touchdowns to win that football game. I mean, it was just – it was a lot of fun to watch, both sides. And, you know, Chattanooga plays Alabama the game before Auburn for the Iron Bowl, so I took lots of notes and sent those in. You know, those are my yeah. – Thank you. Thank you. We, we all appreciate that. Uh, pretty much Chattanooga – We'll lose that game by 75 points. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Um, take, the, take the points. If, if, if you're gonna... Lay those points. Lay them yeah, off. Lay because, those lay those uh, like, Chattanooga's got one running back. He looks like a fullback, and that's it. Like, they don't sub him out. He plays every play. It, he's It's like he's a two-way player for Colorado. He, he's, he's, he's UTC Travis Hunter. He's just – he never leaves the field. And he's good. He's not bad, but he's going to be so tired. Tired, though. He gets tired. He's going to be so tired. And he's a big boy. Uh, Dude, look, they have to have – the offensive linemen have to start off with three-foot splits because this kid's just – his shoulder pads are wider than that. So, you know, just for him to hit the hole, they've already got to be spread out pretty good. Um, What else from, from week one did you think that stood out? I mean, honestly, how good the Pac Pac twelve played. Twelve and zero. Yep, I, I thought they were really impressive. I thought the ACC did really well, and the like matchup games for the SEC did not go did not go great. Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of thought Florida was going to do that. Uh, kind of expected that. I thought LSU would put up more of a fight, and I, I really did think South Carolina was going to win. So. Uh, I was well, kind of disappointed in that, but again, uh, you know my thoughts when it comes to the SEC. As, sure. as long as that one team wins, I'm fine. Have you seen the uh, the meme from the Pac-12 where now they're the Tupac? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. All right, so let's wrap up week one. Let's talk about week two. So week two, Thursday night's game sucks. It's Louisville and like Murray State or somebody, but Friday. It's a pretty good matchup Friday. It's Illinois and Kansas. It's a three-point spread. Uh, Kansas is the home team. That actually might be a, a very competitive football game. What do you think? I like Kansas athletes. I know that's weird to say. That uh, is real weird to say. Are you talking about basketball or football? Yeah, I know, right? No, I, I think Kansas has a good scheme. scheme mm-hmm. and uh, I really like them at home in this spot. They I got know, a top ten coach. I know Bielema. They do. I know Bielema is um, what this is his third year now, and that defense is, you know, was number one in the Big Ten last year, I believe. So uh, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think Kansas pulls it pulls it out in the end. No, uh, I think so. Is Kansas seems to have a few athletes, and I agree with you. That scheme is pretty neat to see. I like it a lot. What do you think about the new clock rules? I kind of hate it. Um, we're we're really pushing to be the NFL, and uh, we've got pretty much we have free agency, we have contracted players, and now we're not stopping the clock on first down. We're literally it's literally just a, a you know the junior league of the NFL is all it is. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I mean, it's there every year. It seems like we get a little bit closer to. Eventually, the NCAA can just go away, and they'll just whatever the rules that the NFL creates during their off season, whatever they bring in, they'll just adopt in college football. They'll just move forward. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't. Like it all. I think I think what Lane Kiffin said is I, I think we're ruining the game. There's a lot more that we could change, and they decided to pick this. It makes zero sense. Well, you know, I thought, honestly, that it was going to slow down some of the scoring. It didn't. Um, there were still some very high-scoring games. If anything, teams like Alabama that were 37-point favorites and are playing Texas week two, I fully expected us to come out and run the ball and not show a lot, work on things, run the clock, and get out of there, and Alabama scores 56. You know what I'm saying? Like, the scoring was still there. 
but it just felt so different. Like, oh, man, it's completely when, different. When I was there, I really didn't notice it, but I was watching it on TV. I was like, man, it's already the second quarter. But when I was at the game, I really wasn't thinking about it. I was just watching it. Yeah. But when, when you're at home, like, you're like man, this game's going back quick. Yeah. And I didn't pay attention to, you know, the game I was at. I, I, honestly, I noticed it about the third quarter that the clock was still running, and that's when it dawned on me that, hey, we've got new rules now. And even after watching week zero, it still felt yeah. like yeah. games were normal. It's just – it's so different. It's it's just the NFL is all it is. Yep. Um, Utah takes on Baylor this week at 11 o'clock. And they're only a seven and a half point favorite on the road at Baylor, but it's eleven o'clock game. Sleepy kick. It's a sleepy kick. It's I'm telling you, it's one of those games where it's going to jump up on you because that is uh, that's going to be what ten a.m. Mountain time. So it's going to be like they're kicking off at ten a.m. And that's that's tough. Yeah, um, that's tough, and also it's kind of a little trap game. Had that big win at home. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're playing Baylor, who just lost. So Baylor's going to be hungry. You are, you know, if they have any pride at all, they're going to want to do better than they did last week. So right, yeah, absolutely. A and M at two thirty playing at Miami. A and M is actually a road favorite, four points. That's interesting. That that is, especially coming off of last year's team. But I mean. All the five stars are a year older now, mm-hmm. and I think they have some of the best receivers in the country. Sneaky game also at 2.30. Ole Miss on the road in New Orleans to play Tulane. I don't even think that's sneaky. I just think that's a great game. Seven-and-a-half point favorite is Ole Miss. I mean, that is an SEC team taking on Tulane, a past SEC team, one of the founders. Yeah, one of the founders. Only seven-and-a-half point favorite. And I heard that they just sold out today. Wow. Now, that could be a lot of Ole Miss fans. That, that it could, could be. be uh, I know Ole Miss likes to party, so that could be definitely some of their fans. But I'm sure a lot of Tulane people came out of the woodwork for this one. So, oh, another one of those funny stats. I'll throw this one in there. You've heard me talk about it before. Tulane could join the SEC anytime they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Them – and Georgia Tech and Swanee. So if Swanee ever adopts another football team, brings that program back, they could join the SEC because they were a founding member. Uh, let's see here. UTEP on the road as a favorite against Northwestern. Boy, that program. Oh, man. They're just, it feels like they're just getting hazed. I'm sorry. Should have went there. That, that was rough. I'm sorry. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. Uh, App State in North Carolina. App State, not the same App State that it's been in years past, but still feels like one of those games. It, it, unfortunately, this is a 4:15 kick. If this was an 11 o'clock, oh, man, App State would have a shot, honestly. Yeah, I think Chapel Hill is going to be rocking, actually. Yeah, I agree I, with that. After that big win, but you're right. Sleepy Chapel Hill 11 o'clock game. Technically, 12 o'clock game. So, a 12 o'clock game, uh, you know, in the Eastern time zone. So, yep. But, yep, they got them at the wrong time. Absolutely. Oklahoma at home, only a 16 point favorite over a future ACC team. And that is the team from Dallas, SMU. That's interesting. That, um, that, that is. I just, I mean, I, th- I think Oklahoma proved that they got some firepower on offense this year. And, you know, Say what you want, Arkansas State. They didn't really shut out many people last year, so maybe they're improved a little bit with with Venables and that defense. So, speaking of SMU, does the ACC become the official MAC because it's mostly Atlantic Coastal teams? Maybe I like that. I mean, I just feel like they should go the MAC, the M A C C. I like that a lot. Yeah. As much as I like Mac teams, I, I, I just maybe we change the name and uh, and give the actual Mac a, a different name or something for that. Let's see here, UAB. So not a lot of talk about UAB. 
They got a brand new coach, Trent Dilfer, who was pretty good in high school up there in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. But what do you think about that? Honestly, that's a local team. How do you I, think he's going to do? I don't know. They got a tough one this weekend against Georgia Southern. We'll see. I, I just don't know. There's just something about them that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it, he's the smartest person in the room everywhere he goes. I, I just, just listening to him, I, I think he's going to get humbled this weekend, to be honest. I don't think they're very good offensively. Uh, they're, they're really good defensively, I think. But offensively, I just don't know if they have the scheme to to really compete, especially going up in in conf- an, a level in conference. So, sure. This week, sneaky good game: Cincinnati at Pitt. Cincinnati, Jeff Satterfield, or I'm sorry, Scott Satterfield, who left Louisville, who is used to playing Pittsburgh, and is now the team that's I would venture to say equally talented as a Louisville on the road against Pittsburgh who is a good team. We both thought they were going to be really good this year in the ACC, at least be competitive. That's a really good football game, Cincinnati at Pitt. I think Pitt wins just because of up front in their running game. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I just do. And I think Pitt has some uh, some really good corners, and uh, I just think they match up really well with Cincinnati. Maybe a couple of years ago I picked Cincinnati. But but this year, I'm going pit. Here's one for you. So, last week, my boy Greg Bowl out at uh, Wyoming goes on the road, beats a Texas Tech team. Texas Tech at home again this week, take, hosting Oregon, and is only a six-and-a-half-point dog. Smelly fish, Clay. That's a real smelly fish right there. Sit Not- under touchdown to an Oregon team who just – I know it was Portland State – but literally ripped the guy's ear off and put up 81 points. Now on the road and is only six and a half point favorite. To a and team that lost to Wyoming. The, to a team that lost to Wyoming at home, I think. Maybe it was no, at – No, it, it was in Wyoming. It was in Wyoming, okay. So at Laramie, right? That's yeah, where Laramie. Cowboys are. And they're – I mean, that's a that's a real smelly fish right there. They got – Oregon's got both – Bo Nix, I think that's his name. I think his dad played at Auburn and beat Florida one time. Um, That's the rumor. It's – that's real – you know, maybe Bo travels with his son, everything, and has the entire family there to see this game. It should be a good football game according to this line. Let's see here. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Oh, for sure. Of course, we'll skip this. We'll come back to this one. Wisconsin at Washington State. That's only a six-point – that's that game you were talking about earlier. That's yep. one of those games – didn't Washington State win that game last year? I think they did. I think they went on the road to Wisconsin they and did. won that football game. hmm Yeah. All right. So, let's see. Arizona traveling all the way to start Vegas to take uh, on Mississippi State. The Heat's going to get them. think so? I think so. Um, that, that Mississippi Heat, it's different than that dry heat. But they are Sun Devils. They should be prepared no, for the heat. Arizona's Wildcats. Ah, oh, crap. Never mind. Yeah, they're well, screwed. Yeah. I, I mean, Arizona's hot. Yes, don't get me wrong. 115 degrees. But there's something about that Mississippi 92. A, Arizona, that 115, that's a dry heat. That's a dry heat. Not even hot. Dry heat. Don't even sweat. It'll be 79 in Starkville, and you'll be drenched. Yeah, you'll be dry heaving is what you'll yeah. be doing. Dry heaving, baby. Uh, Air Force. And Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State comes up for one double A. Just an impressive, impressive team, honestly, with those orange jerseys, ugly as they could be. Air Force is a really good football team. I expect to see some things out of them this year. They gonna run that ball, man. Southern Miss doesn't have a shot against Florida State. I say that, and they'll go down there and beat them. That would be great. The actual Sun Devils are a three-point dog at home against Oklahoma State. The go pokes. Gundy season, baby. West Georgia heads out to Berkeley to take on the Cal Bears and are only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And Hey, did you hear their running back talking smack about Auburn? No. Yeah, their running back was saying – 
you know, a lot of people just look at, you know, the name on the jersey Auburn and think uh think they're really good, but overrated. Oh, sorry. So uh that that's definitely some bulletin board material that I don't know if I was Cal I'd be throwing out there to be honest. But it's out there now and, and you know brother Hugh's gonna be using everything he can. Well and we'll... Hugh said that he, brother, brother Hugh uh, today or yesterday said that uh, he would never play this game again. He said there's no way he would schedule this game if he were in charge. Why? I mean, he, what's the? He said he does not like playing on the West Coast. Mm. He said that you've got to, you're going to be in the hotel room until six o'clock, and then you know it's going to be, you know, basically midnight before they kick off out there. And he said he just does not like the the uh, the time difference and how how it throws everything off. Ole Miss went out to Cal a few years ago and had a lot of problems, which it was weird. I was watching that game, and they just had an earthquake like the day before, and they were showing a split in the stadium. That was kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely different going over there. You know, NFL teams for a long time, one of the old, you know, punter mentalities – was if a team is traveling from the west to the east, you have to look at the fact they're going to be sleepy when they start if it's that 12 o'clock kick. If a team is traveling from the east out to the west, you've got to look at the fact that they're going to be jet-lagged and bored is the way it used to go. So yeah. it, it's something. It's, it's it, one of those it, things you better get out there. I mean, and, and, you know, there might be something to it. I mean, a lot of SEC teams do not travel. Yeah. Uh, I mean – they they just don't, and maybe that's a reason why coaches coaches like to set up their team for success. And I really don't think playing Cal at nine thirty at night is is really setting your team up for success. But it couldn't happen to a better bunch. Hate to see it. Well, at six o'clock Central Time here in the great state of Alabama, something's happening. We have a little game going on. I think maybe there you know there may be a pole monkey in town. That day, I'm hoping at least uh, wouldn't mind seeing that on the sidelines with with a coach that who used to be here, by the way, Mr. Banks, and clearly said that it was no different than playing in Ames, Iowa, playing Iowa State like that right there. I mean, he coached here. He didn't even come visit here. He coached here for a couple years, right? Two or three years. Yeah, and I think Alabama only lost one home game in his tenure, so surely he was a part of some decent home games. He's right, Denny. I don't know if the jails got to him or whatever is soaked into his cranium, but he that was not very smart. Not very bright, no. I'm sure Sark loved that when he saw it. Absolutely. Do you think there will be a, a pole monkey sighting? There has to be some signs, right? Somebody's going to have a sign for game day about it. People are asking. There has to be there. Um, what do you think? We hadn't even talked about the Alabama game because much because I wanted to really wait and and dive deep. So tell me what you think. I really think that te- Texas does have some some really good weapons, but I think the loss of Bijan is really going to hurt them. I really think this Alabama defense is different. Uh, they fly to the football like. They're, they're not a reacting team anymore. Does that make sense? No, I they're, totally agree. They're just attacking. I don't care if it's Middle Tennessee State. I really don't. This team last year would have given up 27 points. I'm just being honest. That Middle Tennessee team is not bad. Mm-hmm. They were 8-5 and five last year, won their bowl game. They, they beat Miami like a drum. They had some athletes on that team, and they had a really good scheme, but – I think the difference in this game is going to be the front seven for Alabama and Caleb Downs at safety is that dude. Yeah. He he just looks different. He he looks like a Mark Barron with a, just a little faster. Man, I love it. I, I feel like it's a perfect storm, honestly. I do too, and I like I've I really just got this feeling that uh, joyless murder ball is coming back. And I really think Jalen Milrow is going to have a lot of big plays with his feet, but he's going to open up the game with a huge pass 
probably middle of the second quarter, and, and the floodgates are open. And uh, I know Texas is your national championship team, but yeah, I've just got they a feel, can, they can go got a feeling it's going to be like 37 to 24, 37, 23, something like that. Uh, I'm not sure with you. I don't care. I will gladly rip oh, yeah. up that ticket. For sure. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you right now that if, if Saban, because I know you're listening, I know this is one of those it, things you listen to this podcast. The PBJ. If you will line up in the I formation on the first play of the game, I will be so happy. Just bring back that we're going to run it down your throat. When you have the ball, we are going to literally scare your quarterback so much because he's getting hit every play. I don't care if he's got the ball in his hand or not. He's just getting hit. Yeah. I want that so bad. So I, I want that I back. A couple, you know, not targeting, but I wouldn't mind a couple late hits just to wake him up. So, one a funny story. When I was playing toy bowl a few years ago, not long ago, though, um, my dad was the coach, and every game I was told that I would – if I didn't – very first play of the game, I was to get a five-yard penalty. If we were on defense, I was to get a five-yard penalty. I was to line up at nose guard, and if I didn't put the center on his rear end, I was going to walk home. So that's what I did every game, and it worked because the rest of the game, the center would be scared to death that I was about to hit him. Were you talking smack? Oh, man. Of course. I was like six out there just letting them know how much I enjoyed their mom. Were you laughing? Stuff. It was great. Were you laughing at them, calling them cows? Oh, dude, the best. I was the best smack talker. What was your What was your best What was your best line? Oh, no. First play of the game, we were playing a high school that wasn't even in our region. Wasn't – this was, you know, senior year. I had figured out that – if I could get in somebody's head, it would completely take them out of their game. Right. So I walked up to this kid, defensive end, literally stuck out my hand, shook his hand, and told him that he was mine and that he belonged to me the rest of the night, and he didn't make a single tackle. He was, he was so mad, and he was so angry because I said that, and after every play, I would just remind him of it of how I was absolutely dominating him and he how had nothing he could do. Nothing. Nothing. We ran an off tackle so many times and honestly there was so many so many plays where I would line up and I would hit him and the tailback would come off and even hit him on the shoulder as he was passing and that kid never even cared. He was so focused on me. Every play it didn't matter. It Were you laughing way. the whole time? Oh dude. I was having a great time. That was that was by far between that and wearing wider silver gloves because they're sticky and you don't get called for holding because you don't have to. You can control any jersey out there because the inside of your gloves are that sticky stuff and you don't have to grab anything. I used all that to my advantage. Oh, yeah. You can hold every play if you do it right. Oh, I did. I never once got called for a holding play my senior year. That's why you're in the Hall of Fame play. <laughs> That's why I'm in the Hall of Fame. And – if you, this, but you are in the Hall of Fame. If you, uh, I don't forget it. Trust me. I, I, I enjoy telling people about it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, remind them daily, uh, especially my wife. I'm in but, the Hall. Of, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you are you a Hall of Famer? No. Well, I am. So carry on. Um, and if you get in somebody's head, you can absolutely. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to do anything else. So I want to see Alabama's defense on Friday, on Saturday, come out and just. I want to see them smack talking. I want to see some some helmets knocked off. Some headbutters, man. We some headbutters. If some Texas Longhorns have to become short ears a few times with these helmets coming off, it's fine with me. I'm all right the, with it. The Texas short knobs. Yeah, I mean, whatever has to happen, do it. If I need to throw a shank out there, I'll do it. I don't care. I yeah. want to see some dirty stuff out there. I want to see. People. I think I think Dallas Turner is uh, he's going he's going to be that man uh, Saturday. I hope that for the next 365 days until we we have to play them. Whenever we have to play them again, I can't remember. Couple years, I think. Couple years. I hope that their new story is a repeat of the old story of man. If our quarterback just would have been in there the whole game, playing on swear, man. I mean, this I'm the- all right with that. 
<laughs> this may be the third time in the last three that if their quarterback gets hurt, they'll have that excuse. Man, if if they end up get hurt, man, I swear we'd won. Yeah, I, I hope that's the story. And, and you know, I, I love that kind of stuff. It makes me so happy. It's like, oh, well, they didn't. So <laughs> I hope there's a baby Manning sighting, and it's literally just because he's, you know, they're losing so bad that he comes in. No, no. I hope he transfers to Bama at halftime. <laughs> Just walks over there. Yeah. <laughs> in game, like, I'm in the portal, coach. Just goes to the wrong end zone at halftime and just stay, yep. stays in the locker room. Correct. Any of that would just be great. I wouldn't be mad at all. And I really, I mean, I want to win for uh, various reasons, but especially uh, I, I want to see Eli and Peyton side. Neither one of them are his dad. They're not. They are not. But they're going to be there. They are going to be there. We want their Uncles. Thanksgiving to just go bad. We do. We really do. I especially, right. especially want that third Saturday in October to go differently. Oh, man. I hope so. Start, hope another, so. start another streak. Like I said, I got rid of Tennessee out of my survivor pool early in the season because I just hope they fall on their face. Yeah, yeah. Use them to your advantage for sure. Yeah, I got that win. Moved on. Moved on to week two. But I just Who you really hey. I well yeah, it's already Wednesday. There's nobody gonna listen to this that's in my cigar pool before Friday picks are locked. But I've I'm taking Arkansas. Ooh, okay. They're playing a terrible Kent State team. They're okay. they're gonna win. Um Okay. No no faith in the old golden flashes. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a snowball's chance. Not a chance. They well, lost to a, a Big 12 team last week. I have no faith in them. Well, what is your final prediction, Alabama, Texas? Honestly, I think we put up 27. That's okay. two two field goals, three full touchdowns. I, I think we, we moved the ball fine. I think we're going to have a heavy dose. Did you ever see any – any guards pulling or anything last week? I don't feel like we showed anything, and I think we're going to get a heavy I, dose of that. I think Alabama ran like eight or nine plays, really. Yeah, I, I think we're going to we're going to see a lot more this week, and I'm here for it because I think we've got a stacked set of running backs. Our offensive line, my God, the, the Green Bay Packers can't beat them. Like, that's called Kubelik said they're the biggest in the world. They're they're massive and Proctor is huge. And some big boys out there. They they eat a lot of cornbread growing up. And I'm I'm just ready to watch them do their thing. I think our defense has got a chance to really show out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna say 27 to 14. I think okay. we're about 13. I'll take that. I'll take I think that. it, and I think honestly, wouldn't shock me if those 14 come early. I think it's one of those games where almost they, like the 2020 Georgia game when they, they come to town. They think at Alabama. They come out, they they hit hard, they you know, they like quick, they get they get a couple touchdowns, they think they're cruising and Alabama just turns it on and just wears them down running the football, running, you know, Mill Road is doing his thing, bleeding the clock, not letting them on the field giving our defense plenty of rest and just starts putting together drives and getting points out of almost every drive, not go, having a lot of drives. I'm talking about bleeding the clock, using these new rules to our advantage and keeping their offense off the field. I think that's what the game plan will be. I like it. And I, I do too. I think if they did that, that's why I said well, I go. If, if Nick Saban and Tommy Reese come out and said, okay, our first five plays are going to be from under center, and there's going to be a fullback on the field, which we don't even, we hadn't seen since what Jalen Fowler or whatever his name was. Austin Fowler. T- no. Austin, Austin Fowler. We had, we had one 20. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a long while. time. I mean, I would absolutely be, there would be so many people up there just scratching their head like, this ain't fun at all. And I would just be so excited. I'd just be so happy that we're right back to where we once were. I would love like a 35-10 to 10 game. Oh, it'd be beautiful. I would be love beautiful. a 35-10. Put up some points, 
and they don't score any, that'd be that would be ideal. Yeah. Well, Clay Dodd, do you do you have anything else, my friend? We're talking NFL first week. Who you got win the Super Bowl? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Okay. Who do you got? That's a good pick. Uh, it's gonna be tough to knock off the Chiefs again. They're just freaking good. Um, well, what What's the news on Kelsey? Well, he's definitely out tomorrow night. I think. I think he's probably gonna be out for the next couple of weeks, but I think he's gonna be back. Okay. Uh, also, just keep this in mind: Patrick Mahomes three and zero without Travis Kelsey. Okay, that's, that's that, an interesting stat. That's a, that's a stat that definitely needs to be statted. And that's one to keep in mind for what, all what of you. What about the Browns? Are are they going to be any? Kind no, of- they're trash. Trash. Okay, absolute trash. trash. I, I hope the New York Jets lose every game. Hope they go over in seventeen. That would be funny. Um. Although I do need Aaron Rodgers to. To go off every game. Oh, you drafted him? Uh, I did. I got him in like the eighth round. He's dead to me until he retires. He's dead to you. Oh, yeah. I forgot Packers. I'm sorry. Now, when he retires. But to be fair, though, like, I really don't. No, there's no being fair. No, let's just be honest. To be fair, I don't think. I don't don't think y'all drafted properly for him. So. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, taking a receiver anytime before the third round was yeah. over would be nice. Um, yeah. But at there, the same there's time. There's this uh, YouTube video of, like, <laughs> all the receivers that the Packers missed on, and you're just sitting there like, what are y'all thinking? They never, like, never I mean, thought about it. talking about. There goes uh, Jefferson. There goes Jamar Chase. There goes Odell Beckham. There goes. All these people, and you just you just got the Packers over here drafting random linebackers and <laughs> and quarterbacks. <laughs> Kids like, you never heard of. Yeah, it's like I know y'all don't y'all didn't even watch film on him. <laughs> you know, y'all are just like, mad at this point. That's like when they took uh, uh, Jordan Love. And... When they took Jordan Love, I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to quit that day. I thought that was it. I thought this is the end of it. But also, like I said. Once he retires, I'll I'll be right back on the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon. But until then, he's dead to me. Okay, that, that's, that's fair. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. And, and I would love to pick the Cowboys, but I just I don't even know if we're going to win our division. I mean, they do have Jalen and the Eagles, so it's going to be tough. But I, I think the Bills over. I guess I don't even know, man. Is there going to be anybody from the NFC even in the Super Bowl? They have to be there because I, I really don't know who to pick. <laughs> There's no telling, honestly. Like, I just think just give it to the AFC champion. <laughs> Just call it the end of the season right there. I don't I don't even want the NFC to have anybody. Just do it the old way. Have the NFL and the NF, and the AFL. The, yeah. And then before the merger. Yeah. Just give two champions. Yeah, that's what I want. Can that's gonna be my that's what we're gonna do. Because I I'm so annoyed with the NFC being so bad. Hey, I tell you who could low key be pretty good this year is the Lions. Oh, yeah, I don't want to pull for lines. They're, they're... They, they pull for them. I just said they low key could be pretty good, pretty good little football squad. We'll see. We'll see. They got okay, a terrible I'm, quarterback. I'm going to say this. Okay, here. This might be the dumbest Super Bowl ever. I'm going to go Bills over the Vikings. It's going to have great ratings. <laughs> no. <you got laughs> two really small market teams. That's going to be. They're they're gonna uh they're gonna cancel the Super Bowl. You know, I went from having two two champions to we're just not even gonna have a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, if it's the Bills and the Vikings, then the season's over the last week of December. Right. But I mean, nobody will watch team football. Do fantasy that. football. We're uh, <laughs> playoffs are not real. We're just doing fantasy. I got a 
I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Oh my god, we haven't done these in moons. Many I just, moons. I've just got two, so okay. hey, well, don't that's, get, that's better than none. Don't get in uh, both of them. Are they um, food? One of them's food. One of them's okay. not. Okay. Well, that's some par. I mean, that's that's par for the course. So, in watching all this football, it got me back to thinking about barbecue because obviously, right? What is the best region? For barbecue. Hmm. So let's think about this. You've got, uh, you know, Memphis Dry Rub. You've got Kansas City. Put 41 sauces on it. You've got the Carolinas where we just cook it whole hog, pour a little vinegar on it to kill any of the bacteria and move on. Texas. And then Texas, of course, open pit, all beef, no pork. And then you've got really the South where you've got a lot of pork, you know, sauce, but different styles of sauce on different, you know, on the same cuts of meat. Got white sauce. Got that Alabama white sauce on the chicken. It's pretty good, man. Uh, You've even got Midwestern barbecue now, which is kind of picked up, but this is now. Yeah. Nah. They don't know what they're doing. I'll be honest. uh, I got to go Texas. Texas is good. I mean, man, that, that brisket they got out there, man. The brisket's good. The sausage is even better, in my opinion. Okay. Jalapeno cheddar, smoked sausage is where it's at. And they've all got it. Every one of those big pits out there, the one of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life was in um, around Austin. It was called the Salt Lick. It's been on TV several times. It's amazing. And you walk in this restaurant, there's two big pits, and it's in Driftwood, Texas which is just outside of Austin. By the way, if you ever get a chance to go to Austin, go. It's Dude, weird out there. It's real weird, but the food is not weird at all. And all the food, every bit of it is good. Is and, it? Oh, I, my it, God. Isn't Austin like one of the most expensive cities to live in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live there. But to visit there, a lot of fun. Okay. Um, but this thing, man, you go to what? Driftwood and go to Salt Lake. You go by the pit as you're going to your seat, and it's got you know smoked sausages hanging from the top, brisket on top of this open flame, tri-tip, uh, beef ribs, everything you could think of is on Did the pit. Do they have thin sauce out there? They just yeah, they had a thinner sauce. It's a lot more spicy than what you would get in some of the places. And I, I know it's probably kind of chainy. But I really love Rudy's. Okay. Have you ever had Rudy's? I have not. From, I would absolutely try though. It's in Dallas. It oh, is. Dallas is good. It is so good. It, I mean, I have to send you some pictures. Dallas is probably my favorite big city it's out so, of all of them. Retweet. Wouldn't be mad if, if Texas or if Houston just broke away and floated out in the ocean. But Dallas, we're keeping that one. No, oh, I'm telling you, man. That Dallas is Dallas is that place. Second rapid fire question: Of all the TV hosts, all these things, all Guy Fieri on the Food Network, you got um, anybody you can think of? I know you watch a lot of the Bachelor and Bachelorette and all that crap. I haven't who, watched that forever. Well, who is the one TV host that you would want to hang out with? Who seems like the best? person not just a fake host the best person to hang out with who would be the most fun honestly people may hate it but no it doesn't have, are you talking about like game show anything or? well i mean this got me thinking when bob barker passed away the other day he got the closest to 100 without hitting it right did exactly what they're trying to do on the game show. It's ninety nine. That's it's really, uh, really it, poetic. It, it really is. I mean, there's there's a lot of folks out there that that host shows. One of the somebody who's hosted a ton of stuff. I don't know if it'd be cool to hang out with Jesse Palmer's doing everything. Uh, that dude's agent is. I think he's got the same agent that Shaq does. He just does everything. He's on the. He does all kind of food challenges, like the cook off things. He does all those. He's doing all these reality shows. I tell you, um, oh shoot, I just broke one of Tyler's bottles. Good job. Um, I tell you, I really, really like the old man from uh, 
uh, I don't know if you really call him like a host, but the old man from Diabetes Testing Supplies. No, the uh, Pawn Stars. Like okay, the, the show you know from the old man, the one that got started. Right, the one yeah. that owned the business. Old, old man that, that always got so mad at Jim. Yeah. I know he's not really what you're thinking about, but I really like him. No, that's fine. Anybody and, that... And I really like... I know a lot of people don't like him, but Stephen A. Smith, man, he, he just seems like he would be a trip. Like, an, an absolute <sighs> trip to hang out with. I would get so tired of him just screaming at me, though. That's the I, problem. I'm not saying, like... I think it would be fun to just just watch him be Stephen Stephen A because he he gets so into it and like he hates the Cowboys which I know a lot of people do uh, but it's so funny like I, I do find solace in the fact that if the Cowboys do lose I know that Stephen A is going to have a pretty funny video coming out so yeah. uh, Stephen A is pretty cool. Um, uh, let's see who who else do I like. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Ryan Seacrest on American Idol. Okay, uh, no, I don't like him. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think mine would be Guy Fieri. Uh, I mean, obviously the food is a, something I can get down with. About the guy that does the uh, that renovates all the bars. Oh yeah, yeah, he'd that, be fun that, to hang out with. That guy would be so cool to learn from. On Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue, man alive. Will he, eat, he will eat people and spit them out. Yeah, he will. It'd be fun. Just don't get on his bad side. It, it's it's funny. Like, he'll go in and he'll have, like, full autonomy. He'll say, all right, they got to be fired. Yeah. It's yeah, like, absolutely. you've been here for two seconds. Can you even make that decision? And he's like, if you don't fire them, then you don't love your business. <laughs> well, with that said, Cody, I really hope that Sark gets fired this weekend. Same. I hope um, they just get drubbed. Same. Uh, I I will be watching the games this weekend, but you know what I won't be doing? What's that, Cody? I will not be messing with horses.